we are back. Episode 18. It's just Andrew and I. No Ryan again. And, uh, Andrew, we're going to lead with Antonio Brown because he just got cut and I could not be. I am the happiest, uh, kid. Or adult. Whatever the hell you want to call me. Man, child. On the face of the earth. It's, I, it's just funny how... <laughs> it, after the whole drama with the Raiders, when the, the Patriots signed him... Everybody and their brother was saying, hey, the Patriots are not going to stand for this. You know, they never feel any allegiance to any of their players, obviously, except for Brady. As soon as one of them does anything remotely controversial, he's going to get cut. So it's just funny that it happened like a week later where now all of this sexual assault shit's going down and whatever. And now he played one game that granted he caught a touchdown, but... Now he's he's already out the door. I mean, I, I just it, think it's funny. The classic Patriots, the old Friday afternoon news dump. Oh, oh yeah, we cut Antonio Brown today. Belichick what? not giving yeah. a fuck. My guy Colin Cowherd, uh, he he, I like the way that he like uh, paints the picture on things. I do. This I agree. was. Years I don't ago. agree with I don't agree with most of his takes, but I oh, yeah. the sh his show itself I like mm. the way it's presented. I like the way he talks and tells the story. I like so that. a couple years ago. This is like way way before any of the A B controversy. He said the Patriots don't fall in love with their players; they, they fall, fall in like, like with them. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, and that could not have been more prevalent in this scenario. Antonio Antonio Brown. When you cut aside all the bullshit and when he's completely focused on the sport of football, there's not a whole lot of people better at the position than he is. And no. the Patriots just said, see ya. So, like, that pretty much goes to show. If he, The entire Belichick era, I can only think of, like, a handful of guys that have been there for an extended period of time. Obviously, Brady, Gronkowski... Um, I, I guess Will Fork was there a while. Yeah, he was um, there for ten years. Yeah, but they cut him. They cut him a year before they had to. Yeah, like Rodney Rodney Harrison's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he was there for a him, while. They got him on the back end of his career. Yeah, so like, that's the thing. At least offensive players, then I guess I should say, like who, Brady and Gronk, and that's pretty much it. Moss. He was not there that long though. Exactly, that's my point. Where is yeah. it? Arguably the best wide receiver of all time, other than coming, Jerry Rice. They come in for an immediate need, and then when you are no longer useful to them, it's not emotional when they cut you. No. I mean, it might be emotional for, like, personally, but it's a business decision. It's not personal. It's your football. Yeah, it's like after the, um, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl... And uh, I don't know if you ever saw this, but Lane Johnson, the Eagles' right tackle. Oh, I saw it. He, like, came out and said how he, he'd, like, much rather be on the Eagles. The, the Patriots don't seem like they have any fun. Yeah. And when he said that, I was, like, classic, like, uh, face in your hand, like, oh, dude. You know how many rings that they have doing it their way? Well, my thing is this. Just I because heard. they're steadfast and, like, do things, like, very strictly by the book doesn't mean they're not having fun like you've been a franchise since 1933 and you've just got your first Super Bowl now granted three NFL championships is before right. the Super Bowl that's an argument for a different day 
you just won your first Super Bowl, your first championship since 1960, and you're going to go ahead and say that. I was like, this is, it's the, the Patriots are on a, a different level. Like, I, I had this argument with Ryan about how Clemson is on a different level. That's the Patriots. There's, there's, I, I can't even think of another NFL team that has so dominated a division for so long like they have. It's crazy how painfully consistent they are. It's like death taxes, the Patriots will win the AFC East. I mean, the only other one I can think of possibly is the 49ers in the 80s. That's the only one that I can, like, really think of that, like, was dominant. But even they weren't reaching this level. Uh, they, um, I mean, I, I was, I, I mean, yeah, that's the Niners in the 80s. And, like, the Cowboys in the early, early 90s. Yeah, and then you have, like, you got the Steelers in the 70s. Yeah, but even even they they were they weren't winning it every year. I mean, they they had four in the Bradshaw era. I I don't know like as far as like what the divisions looked like and what like their yearly. Um, yeah, I can't remember that. Like regular season record was this is obviously way before my time. I love Super Bowl history, but like if it's not the Super Bowl, then I don't really know much about 1972. You know, yeah, that's just the way it, the way it is. I we've been alive for this entire Patriots era, pretty much. And, like, it started right when we were getting into football, basically. Like, around the time we were, like, seven or eight or whatever. I mean, so. I, would, I would... Well, here's my thing with the, the Lane Johnson thing, where the Patriots don't have fun. There's a very important question that every athlete asks themselves or is asked this question at least once in their life. Do you want to win or do you want to have fun? Right. Because you normally can't have both. You're a professional. So you're there to get results, basically. I mean, I I was always looked at it as no, I want to win. I don't care if I have fun. I want to win. I don't give a shit. Obviously, I'm a fucking nobody. Nobody fucking cares about my athletic accomplishments, of which there are few. However, you have to look at it that way. You want to win, or you want to have fun. And everybody's got to ask ask that question to themselves, or or every athlete's got to ask themselves that question. Speaking of the Eagles, Sunday night, they didn't look great. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the Super Bowl win in 2017. This has been a topic of discussion among Philadelphia sports radio within the last, like pretty much since the beginning of last season. Has the Super Bowl made us soft as fans? Because it seems like we're kind of less critical and less, like, up in arms and less it's doomsday now that we have a Super Bowl win. I found myself to be that way. I, I like to, like, take a step back and say, okay, relax. It's just one game. Um, this loss, in, like, a couple years ago before the Super Bowl would have made me want to, like, jump off of a bridge. Because it's a, absolutely a game that they could have and should have won. Um, it's, it's, it sucks because Carson Wentz, he had the very bad first half. That's a story as old as time. Penn State does the same exact shit. They are always bad in the first half and they come out and they, they fix it. Don't we know it. The Eagles were down 17-0 to the Redskins at one point last week. 
and they fixed it. So, this is, by the way, this as an Eagles fan, uh, I knew that this was going to be tough because we've had other primetime games at Atlanta that we lost. You can go back to 2005 where we're defending NFC champs. This that's is probably a fucking, that's a while ago. All right, right. Donovan, we, the Donovan McNabb to or was yeah. Theo not even on the squad anymore at that point? He was Westbrook, Dawkins. Oh, I love Ryan Westbrook. Uh, Monday night game, either week one or week two, I can't remember. At Atlanta, loss. We can go to 2011. Uh, Michael Vick is coming off of that uh, that comeback player of the year type performance. Yeah. Um, that was week two. Sunday night at Atlanta, loss. 2015, week one, Monday night at Atlanta. This was the beginning of the Sam Bradford DeMarco Murray era, which, thank the good Lord, only lasted one season. Loss. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So this game, week... Uh, oh, by the way, all these games I've just mentioned are either week one or week two. So here we are, week two, at Atlanta, Sunday night, and they lose. Um... He, I know that Wentz played bad in the first half. I don't know if he could have played a better second half. He was damn near flawless the second half. And Johnny, I this is my challenge to you. Name me as many NFL quarterbacks as you can that are in the game right now that can complete a pass where they're being dragged to the ground with their knee an inch off the ground. You saw that play, right? On, on a third down? Yeah, I saw it. As he's getting sacked... Like, I, I, like, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are the only names that come to my mind that could possibly complete that pass. That was unreal, what he did. And, by the way, did it without Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard, or Alshon Jeffrey. All gone. I, the amount of injuries that the Eagles sustained in that game was unbelievable. It was like they were dropping like flies. I, I, Jesus Christ. They had no players left. And he, he still brought them all the way back. Doug Peterson was about to go in and play quarterback. That's how bad it was. <laughs> right. By the way, he was the he was the guy that um, he was the mentor to Donovan McNabb. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then like, my God, did Zach Ertz, bless his heart, and I know that he 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 was really really upset about this. No, Zach Ertz. No, Julie Ertz's husband. Yes. Right, Julie Ertz's husband. Yes. Um. I, I, I've watched that replay a hundred times since the, the game ended. He ran his route, like, he stopped right on the, the first down line. short. He should have learned from Kevin Dyson. Right. Go past the sticks. Go past the sticks. Well, the Kevin Dyson thing, that's a little bit different. I, if you want to get it into that. It was one yard short. Same concept applies here. He didn't run the route short, though. It was a slant, and then McNair threw it kind of early, and he was in the field of play. They, they admitted, uh, Jeff Fisher admitted that Dyson cut it like two yards short. Well, yeah, he broke the route off early, but it's not like he like got to the end zone and then came back. No. Anyway, he stopped, he stopped short. The... The ball was like inches short. If you actually see that side view replay, the tip of the ball when he caught it is like is so fucking close to the the down marker. At that point, at that point, if it is fourth down, game on the line, no timeouts left, or 
It's fourth and eight, and like at that point, who cares if you fumble the ball? Who gives a shit? Reach for the first down. Maybe you hang on to it. Like if you fumble the ball, the ball's getting turned over anyway. If you don't get it, so what's the point? Mm-hmm. Just reach out and try to get it. If the if you if if uh, if a fumble's caused, then the Falcons get it ten yards further back than they were going to. Well, at that point, it didn't matter. The Eagles didn't have any timeouts, so it was it was a moot point. Um, well, but also, yeah. if it was if it was that close, the refs would have stopped the clock and either brought the chains out or given them the first down, and Wentz would have spiked it. Right. Well, the clock stops on a turnover anyway, so right. That doesn't matter. And anyway, it, it was it was crushing to me because Wentz had that first half. He had that terrible first half, but he played well enough to dig himself out of that hole, and d- it deserved credit because he brought them back, and really should have won the game because of a certain pass to Nelson Aguilar. Uh, John, go ahead and play that audio I sent to you. Yeah, everybody, I'm... The drop in the fourth quarter. Did, did you lose it in the lights or what happened there? Yeah, but I still got to make that play. You know, it's something that, you know, we, we prepare for in pregame. We were trying to track it in the light, make sure we knew how to track it. And, you know, I got to find a way to catch it all. You know, remember where it's going to be and then just, you know, look it all the way in. Carson came right back to you later in that drive. What did it mean for that's him good, to show that good. kind of confidence in you? I mean, that's, that's what it... Yeah, uh, everybody, I'm on audio this week. So if it sounds shitty... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my speaker had some kind of malfunction. Hopefully, I can figure it out uh, by next week. Okay, anyway, so Nelson Aguilar, uh, this is his, let's see, 15, 16, 17, 18. This is his fifth year with the Eagles. Um, They drafted him in the first round out of USC in 2015. His first two seasons with the Eagles, um, he was notorious for dropping passes. Like, that was his, his his whole thing. And I can remember defending him because I knew that he had a lot of talent. And from what I understood, it did not have a history of dropping passes at USC. So the thing is, if you can catch a football, you can catch a football. You don't just, like, forget or lose the ability to catch a football. So when all this was going down with him, I was like, this has to be some kind of psychological or mental issue. And he said that he actually saw a, uh, a sports psychologist. So 2017 rolls around. He changes his number from 17 to 13, because uh, Alshon took number 17 when he came here. And that, to me, may not seem like a lot, but I think for him, that was kind of like, I changed my number, this is a clean slate, I got a fresh start. And since then, he's been pretty much a vacuum. Anything that was in his vicinity, he catches. So this this thing, with the uh, if you don't know the player I'm referring to, he's running up the, the, the far sideline, Wentz hits him in perfect stride, the, the safety takes a horrendous angle. It was nowhere near him. If, if Aguilar catches this pass, he's going to score. Um, Johnny, uh, trivia question. Do you remember that episode we did a couple, uh, a, a while ago, where I kept saying I was like about to bring up a play and you read my mind and you knew what play I was about to be talking about? Yeah. So this Aguilar drop, do you know what other play popped into my mind? From which? From the Eagles? No. Or just... No. I'll give you a hint. It's a Penn State play. Nope. 
can't remember. Damn you. Uh, I was going to say, 2016, it was the first year of the Penn State-Pitt rivalry renewed. Oh, my God. De- when Deshaun dropped that pass, coming up yep. the sideline. Yep. Yeah. That that was the first thought that popped into my mind. Because I had the same exact reaction then as I did the other night. I like I fell on the floor. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so basically in that press conference, he's saying that he lost it in the lights. I, I get that. I, I, I've played football under the lights before. Those lights are really, really bright. Um, like, even as a fan, if you just, if you're in the crowd, you can stare into those lights and, like, if, if you've never been there, anybody listening, take, like, a desk lamp with those really, really bright light bulbs, stare into it for a second, and then look away. Your vision does not come back to you right away. Okay, it's it's still kind of fuzzy for a while because it's so, it's so bright. Your eyes need time to adjust. So basically, I, I I've lost footballs in the in the lights before. By the way, it's happened to me. Basically, what happens is you have to just, you can't really see it, so you just kind of have to like estimate uh, where and when the ball is going to land based on the last time you saw it, like how far away it was from you, how fast it was going. So, like, Wentz put it right in his breadbasket, and he got his hands on it, but he, I just, I don't think he ever really saw it. So, again, this might be the Super Bowl talking that I'm not as critical as I might have been a few years ago. But I, I, it sucks because they should have won that game. Wentz does not deserve the criticism because he played well enough to bring them back in that second half. Uh, they're going to absolutely destroy Detroit this Sunday. Now, the following Thursday, they're at Green Bay. That I do not at all have a good feeling about, but we'll cross that bridge. Um, but yeah, moral of the story: the Cowboys are two and zero. The Eagles are one and one. I hate it, but you just got it's sixteen or it's a seventeen week season, so I just just gotta wait till the next one. I guess I don't know. Uh, the Ravens are two and zero and looked mighty fine on Sunday. And Big Ben's out for the year. This is the Ravens division, as I said. In the preview, this is the Ravens division, and if anybody else wants it, they can come and take it, and apparently nobody else wants it. Because Big, Big Ben needs uh, Tommy John, which I haven't heard of a quarterback needing Tommy John since Jake DeLome, back in like 04, 02, something, whatever the hell. Um, and then Cleveland didn't look great against the Jets, a depleted Jets squad. I thought they looked pretty good. I, I mean, take I wasn't... Away, in... Take away Odell's two long passes. Did they do anything significant? Well, I, I I can't say for certain. I didn't really watch the game. But, like, <laughs> I sound like a, an asshole for saying that. Like, well, I didn't watch the game, but, like, from my perspective. But, like, yeah, I know the Jets suck, but they how many points did they win by? 20? Yeah, I'm not saying I'm impressed by that, but I'm not going to say they didn't look good. The Browns are our closest competition. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, just because, I mean, I need to see more from Mason Rudolph. Um, and then the Bengals are going to be the Bengals. So. I'm really looking forward to if if Mason Rudolph and James Washington can rekindle that uh, the Oklahoma State deep ball connection, that'll, that'll be cool. No, it won't. Yeah, well, not for you, but just for no. a college football fan in general. I mean, uh. I'm trying, other than 
Other than, um, yeah, I don't know. If, when was the last time there's been like a quarterback wide receiver connection that went from college to the pros, like on the same team? Like, I mean, I think Jay Cutler and Earl Bennett on the Bears, like, that barely counts. <laughs> I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson did both go to Clemson. They didn't play together, though. I don't think they did, no. No. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Because it normally doesn't happen. Mm-mm. Um, but, I mean... Lamar look Lamar looks good. He's he's a quarterback. Stop you can stop calling him a running back now. Because he only ran when he absolutely had to. Or or a quarterback draw was called. To be fair to you, um I had said in the preseason that like Trace at least deserved a spot at the job because I didn't think very highly of Lamar. I didn't think Lamar was gonna go out and do this the first two weeks. I mean, good lord. He's like fifth <laughs> he's, he's been MVP sensational. Talk. He's like fifth in MVP talk. I know it's week two, and but still. Uh, I mean, I don't... We finally have... The, uh, I guess this is what an offense looks like. I've been waiting for 20 fucking years. I guess this is what an offense looks like. I, I don't know what that's like. I'm used to having to win games 17 to 10. And that's if we fucking get 17. Because Joe Flacco looked like fucking shit in that Bears game. Like, absolute shit. But Denver, you fucking wanted him. John Elway enamored with tall quarterbacks. But Denver, you asked for it, you fucking got it. This is what Baltimore's been dealing with for the last decade. And I Did know we have... got a, and I know we got a Super Bowl. I know. Okay? It's not what I'm saying. One good year does not constitute a fucking decade-long bullshit. It just did, doesn't. Did you happen to catch the end of that Broncos Bears game? Yeah. That was wild. <laughs> it took fucking forever. Yeah. I was watching because my dad's a Bears fan, so I was watching it with him and he was like like zero to one hundred to zero and then to one hundred all in like a span of like five plays. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, I well, it was, it was score the touchdown. Then we're gonna go for two. Ah, now it's a false start. Now we're gonna, now we're gonna back out. Now we're gonna kick the extra point. It missed the extra point. Oh, but the Bears were offside. So now we're gonna go for two again. And now there's one second on the clock, or thirteen, whatever the hell the time was. They had more than that. They didn't have. They had one timeout, and the Bears have a kicker. So insufferable Bears fans are fucking coming out. Not only that, Mitch Trubisky converted a fourth and fourteen somehow. But whatever, go Bears. <laughs> go Bears. I'm a big Bears fan. All right, let's look to Week Three. What do? Well, we had Tennessee Jacksonville last night. Gardner. I mean, he's just—he's sweeping the nation. Oh, okay, okay. I—I have to talk about this. Did you? Hear his barstool like uh, podcast interview about what he did with his hands. Oh yeah. Oh my lord! What the fuck kind of mutant does something like that? Have you seen him? 
Oh, what? He's got a mustache. I didn't know that meant that he was going to do crazy shit like that. He's got a mustache and his name is Gardner. <laughs> Holy shit. What the fuck kind of person does that? All right, talk, talk us through it, Johnny, because I, I can't remember all the details. Well, he basically, he's he went he came from JUCO. He went to East Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then there was, said there was two seniors in front of him. And then there was, and then he said, he's, I'm not going to play. I played a half, and I was trying to get a medical red shirt. So I decided I needed to break my hand to get the medical red shirt because I wasn't going to get it. Uh, otherwise, which, I mean, I guess, but breaking your own hand, that's got to fucking hurt. Okay, this guy is whacking his own hand with a hammer. And did it, like, ten times. He was drunk, so I get it. Well, I don't think, no, he just, that he, like, he he did, like, some shots of Jack Daniels to, like, try to ease the pain, right? You're telling me I haven't fallen down some stairs after drinking Jack Daniels? I mean, that's definitely happened. No, but More I think I, I think his sober mind had decided that he was going to do it, and then did the Jack Daniels to try to ease the pain. Whatever. Okay, so here's what he here's what he said. He's right-handed, and his he's beating the shit out of his right hand with his left. obviously with his left hand, and he was saying it's I'm right-handed, so it's harder than you think to swing a hammer. And I'm like, well, dude. Yeah. Use your right hand and break your fucking left hand then, dumbass. <laughs> he said he said I'd be able to play through a broken left hand cuz I can still throw. That's why? Yeah. With he a said, shattered le- with a shattered left hand, he'd be able to play. Do you use your left hand when you're throwing other than to like tap the ball? Cuz you could take it out of shotgun and just catch it. Uh, and I mean, get the ball set. Good luck. <laughs> He says he could play through it, and I believe him. And I see how you can. It'd be extremely difficult and extremely painful for us normal people. But, I mean, you could do it. It's very possible. Gardner fucking Minshew, everybody. How crazy is it that this weekend there's going to be two Washington State quarterbacks starting in the NFL? Because Luke Falk is playing for the Jets. Oh, God. Who the, oh, yeah, the Jets play New England. New England is a 22-point favorite. 22. What's the uh, What's the Dallas-Miami game? 22-and-a-half. Uh, uh, oh, they got him. They got him by a half point. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hammer the Dolphins. Really? I hate Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. I hate, I hate Dak it too. Dak Prescott but like, is the most average quarterback of all time. I'm he hasn't looked like it so far. Who has he played? The Giants and Redskins? I rest my case. Well, uh, you can't convince Skip Bayless otherwise, so... Fuck Skip Bayless. Fuck Skip Bayless, honestly. I'm so tired. Every fucking episode, you bring up Skip Bayless. And I just want to smack you across the mouth. That's how you know he's doing his job. He Because we're, we're talking about him. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, But yeah. I think I'm taking Miami because Josh Rosen got named the starter. I don't know if that's like particularly better. I mean, it's a little bit better. It's not a lot better, but it's well, a little bit better. He and Fitzpatrick both played last week, right? Yeah, but it was against the Patriots. 
Dallas is not as good as everybody thinks they are. They're just not. But I don't... I mean, Dallas is going to win, obviously, but... I think it's going to be closer than people think. And I'm probably going to eat my words on Monday, but... You know, uh... Let's see. The the big game of the weekend is probably going to be uh, Chiefs-Ravens. Which, I think it's absolute horseshit. You know why? Because we had to go to fucking Kansas City last year. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Do you, do you know what's funny about that? If memory serves me correct, uh, the, the NFL's uh, YouTube channel, uh, after the season ended last year, did, they did a... Uh, I don't know, probably 20 minute or so video, the, the top 100 plays of last season. Yeah. Number two, out of out of every single play in the NFL last year, number two was the the fourth down play that Mahomes hit Tyreek Hill in that game. Yeah. How, does that, how does that make you feel? Patrick Mahomes is good. I mean, the Ravens had it. By the way, do you want to take a quick stab at what number one was? I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, number one from last year? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I remember a lot. I obviously am not remembering a lot this episode. What, what do you think was, like, the most obscure thing to happen last year? I, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm on to this year. I haven't really remembered last year. What was it? The Dolphins' miracle against the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Where Gronk just fucking... Yeah. But why the fuck was he on the field? I have no... That's the... That's... Because, you know why? Because Bill Belichick wants to keep us yeah. fucking guessing. Here's that's the thing. why. There's I... always... There's always a fucking... There's always an angle he's working. And he's like, I... if, we, if we lose to Miami, people will say we're done. And then boom, motivation, and then ha da 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 and Super Bowl number six. Okay, so, so in a much more real sense, uh, I am fully on board with um, putting like a, a a receiver back there to uh, like a tight end, not a receiver. No, but I'm I'm just saying in general, he's huge and he has got good hands. Okay, he can't move. The Lions used to do it with Megatron. The Falcons have done it with Julio, and I've seen the Bengals do it with AJ Green. Okay, this Here's the difference between all of those people and Gronk. Okay, they all have speed. Gronk does right. not. He's just big. If you want to put, you know what? If they wanted to put Gronk at like linebacker, I actually, I would have agreed with it. Like, oh yeah, fuck it. Just Gronk's six foot, whatever, two eighty, whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, stick him at linebacker. Fuck it. That's not even my beef, though. My beef is you, it, he should have known that that was not a Hail Mary situation. They're, they're at like their own 20-something. You really think Tannehill is going to reach the end zone from there? No. You, ha, you had to have known that they Tannehill's were going to... Tannehill's not going to reach the 30 from that. <laughs> right. You had to have known that they're going to try lateral palooza. They're going to uh, reenact uh, Trinity versus Millsaps. And do a bunch of laterals, so you would think you'd want your most athletic players on the field at that point. Maybe people that can, I don't know, make tackles. Because if you have, you could have like, <laughs> like a division two or three safety back there in Gronk's position, and he would have tackled Kenyon Drake there, or at least would have slowed him up. 
Uh, yeah. Like, uh, Gronkowski, that was like the least graceful thing he's ever done, probably, it was try not, to make a tackle there. It did not look great. It was not pretty. If they're at midfield and you know Tannehill's going to chuck one up, by all means, put Gronk out there. He's a huge body. He can go up and he can make a play on the ball. Right. Tannehill's not going to reach the end zone from there. Put somebody athletic there that can just make an open field tackle. Anyway, that's that's 2018. Uh, can I also? Can I also? I have, I have what? Small beef. Uh, you know Patrick Mahomes no look passing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate Mahomes for it because you know what you're making plays, you're doing your thing, like whatever it takes to get the to get the job done. I get it. I do. But it's the people, it's the media that sucks him off for it. That pisses me off to no end. It's just like, oh my god, he made a no-look pass. Let's show it for the next ten minutes and talk about it. Why? Make a note of it. Go ahead. Suck him off for about a minute. You don't need to suck him off for fucking 15. Is that a goddamn porno? Jesus. Move have, on. Have, I can't remember if I've like asked you this before. Was there a pitcher on the Red Sox that used to, like, pitch without looking? Uh, yeah, Hideki Okajima. That's right, yeah. He, they would, like, slow down his his movement and show that he actually, at the time that the ball was released from his hand, his he head, actually was not looking at the plate at all. I know nobody can see this, but his head, he would come up and he'd throw, and his head would be down here and throw. That is nuts. Was so he? Did he pitch in that, that 07 World Series against Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I remember it from. He uh yeah. Basically what I'm describing is he would he would go up and his arm is at the top cuz he threw completely overhand and he his head would be in his shoulder. He'd be looking towards first base and he would throw and then come back and look where the ball was. Like after it after it had hit the catcher. That's what he would do. He'd go up, he'd start normal, come up Look down, throw, back up. But, I mean, still. Top, top then, that, Mahomes. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's also like baseball players are like, I've seen it on Twitter, they're like, oh, yeah, we do this all the time. Like, this is this is normal. Like, if the shortstop's just throwing the first because he knows where it is. I get, I get it's different, but even they're like, yeah, let's stop sucking him off for this shit. Like, enough. Like, it, I don't know what you want. But, yeah, that's 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 my small beef. I've just, I've had it up to fucking here with their bullshit. Uh, it's going to be good. I don't, I'm actually going to get that game so I can watch it in full. I don't know how it's going to go. I think it's going to be a shootout. That game's going to end, like, 31-28. I, yeah, it'll be a great game. I'm scared, a little bit. A little scared. Not gonna lie. Um, let's just let's run through these. Bills, Bengals. I assume you have the Bills. Uh, how? What kind of fucking parallel universe are we in, where I'm thinking that the Bills are gonna go three and zero to start a season? Well, they played the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. That's how. It's just, I know that they've played bad teams, but, like, still, they're a bad team also. So you would think 
that like maybe they would slip up. Uh, as far as I know, I don't think AJ Green's going to be back. So and Buffalo's at so. home, so fuck it, I'll take Buffalo. Buffalo hasn't played a game uh, outside of the New York area. I know they played the Jets and the Giants on the road, and it's in New Jersey. However, mm-hmm. you get my point. Yeah, they they swept the stadium. Yes, yes, they did. That was they, weird, though. That did was they weird. even like leave? Did they leave I, their that's hotel? What I, that's what I said. I was like, if you're playing the Jets and Giants both in the Meadowlands back-to-back weeks, why would you leave? Just stay. And I think they did. I would assume so. I mean, I know it's a short flight back to Buffalo, so maybe they did go home. I don't know. I think... I, I can't remember what year it is. Year it was, I should say. I think the Eagles actually did that. I think that they played the Jets and Giants back-to-back. Um, both of them were on the road. I don't think they... Uh, from what I remember, I don't think they actually left. I think they just stayed there the whole time. Now, for the Eagles, it's not as bad because, like, Eighty like, miles, right? You could drive that. Yeah, I don't know how far Buffalo is. It's it's not significantly farther, but you know it's pretty far. It's it's further, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I don't know, uh, but anyway, con- congrats to the fucking Bills. Good so job yeah, for you're you. you're on the Bills. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the Bills winning the AFC East this year. <laughs> That's just not happening. Josh uh, Allen, baby. he he's gonna jump over Tom Brady, literally. Cow- <laughs> Cowboys, Dolphins. I assume we both have Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Green Bay, Denver. I like Green Bay. Packers. Uh, Indy, Atlanta. I got Indianapolis. I got the Falcons on the road. All right. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I like Jacoby Brissett because he went to NC State. Um, yes, you're a big NC State guy. Well, yeah, I used to. I used to live in Raleigh, so. Um, uh, however, maybe it's because the Falcons just beat the Eagles, but it it is in a dome. So the Falcons, it, it's not well, much of a it, like it was a home gonna be, It was going to be in a dome, by the way. Right. So um, <laughs> the funny thing is, you said on this podcast how Julio Jones never scores touchdowns. Uh, he guess doesn't. Who's, I, guess who scored the touchdown what that do you sunk want my team? From me, Andrew. <laughs> what do you want, man? When he was crossing the plane, I was like, "What the fuck, Johnny? I thought he never scored." Well, I, okay, so he's got his two touchdowns for the year. Big fucking deal. Sweet <laughs> too. Chill. We got time. Relax. He's on pace for. <laughs> relax. Oh my relax. god. We I'll t- I'll take the Falcons. I just I. It's a simple case of I trust Matt Ryan more than Jacoby Brissett. So. <sighs> Ravens Chiefs. I assume you have Chiefs. John, I love you, but Kansas City's gonna win. Ravens Ravens are gonna squeak it out. Uh, Oakland Minnesota. I got Minnesota. Me too. I'm not a lot of controversy there. It's at Minnesota. Patriots, Jets. We both have the Patriots. That's not even going to be a contest. Yeah, the ESPN uh, pigskin, pigskin pick them. Ninety nine percent of people that play this game have the Patriots. Well, I mean, they're probably right. Uh, Lions, Philly. I have the Eagles. Yep, I think that's a safe pick. Arizona, Carolina. I got the Cardinals. Uh, I do too, actually. I I have. Can we, so should we talk about this uh, Panthers Buccaneers game from last Thursday? What Cam Newton can't throw anymore? I've told you time and time for weeks. I've told you Cam Newton can't throw. I didn't believe it until I saw it. He can't. The film don't lie. Yeah. The film don't lie. There there's, were uh... there's Andrew. There's lies. There's damn lies. 
And then there's the film. Yeah. So, um, I like the Cardinals. I, I have the Cardinals, too. Uh, what I'll say about that last Thursday night game was um, there were uh, it, it, at least a handful of instances where it it looked like, usually in, the, in uh, football, the quarterback is taught three seconds, get out of the pocket. Right. The offensive line is taught just protect your quarterback for three seconds, and then he's, he's either out of the pocket or the ball's out of his hand. Right. There were a lot of instances where he dropped back to pass, stood in the pocket comfortably for more than three seconds, and just kept standing there and then got sacked. So I was like, I'm watching this, and I was like, can't, like, move. Yeah, he just Do wouldn't. something. And then there were, uh, again, there were other instances where he was overshooting open receivers, and I was like, shit, Johnny was on to something. I, I'm still, I guess I was still expecting 2015 cam. I, that's a four long way ago. away. That was four years ago. Um, that's a shame. Because I, I liked him, but whatever. Yeah, yeah I got the Cardinals to beat the Panthers. Yeah, uh, Bucks, Giants. Um, I'm going Giants. I got the Bucks. Uh, I'm, I am... I'm really interested in this game because I'm nervous that Daniel Jones is all of a sudden going to be like the next coming, and that's just what I—that's just what I need because the Dow, the Cowboys, uh, excuse my ass. Okay. There is a mute button. Sorry, couldn't get to it in time. This is unedited, baby. Uh, the Cowboys got to play the Giants with Eli once at least. The Eagles are going to get Daniel Jones twice. If Daniel Jones turns out to be like the next, I, I don't know, um, Aaron Rodgers, and he ends up tor- torching us, I'm going to be pissed. So uh, I'm hoping that like he sucks. Normally, I root for like young quarterbacks to make it in the NFL. I don't like in your busts. own division. Yeah, but you're right, exactly. When it's in your own division, then I have to root against them. I have Tampa Bay. Uh, I think they're a solid solid team. I'm still waiting for Jameis to become elite. Nope. Uh, we'll see. Not happening. I got a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Jameis gets cut at the end of the year. For who? Don't know. But if they, have gonna... a, if they have a losing record, Jameis is cut. Okay. Like, I mean, they're just not going to do it again. They've given him, what, six years? No, they haven't given him six years. When was he drafted? 14? He was drafted in... in He was drafted in 14. No, he was drafted in 15. Okay, so, 15, years. 16, 17, 18, 19. Five this, years, this never is led his, him to a playoffs. Never they've had given him record. four years. This is his fifth, and he's one and one. They've, okay, they've given him four years, never had a winning record, never made it to the playoffs. Right, but there's a lot of teams that have been in that situation. I'm... Four years for a guy you take, I can't remember if he went one or two. Yeah, he but... was one He was one, and then Mariota was two. Okay, a number one overall pick. Four straight losing seasons, not even sniffing the playoffs. I guess it depends on your definition of sniff. Four losing seasons is not sniffing the fucking playoffs. Well, the Maybe Eagles made it eight. at nine and seven, so. Huh? I said the Eagles last year made it at nine and seven, so I, I'm, not, I'm not becoming a I'm not becoming a Jameis defender here. I'm just saying they haven't been atrocious. So. And I'm just saying I don't know. I'm just saying the turnover the turnover factory was there week one. 
Um, but that, I think that game's going to be a shootout, too, because I don't think any of them have fucking defense. Uh, I got the Giants. Angels on the Bucks. Chargers, Texans. I got the I got the San Diego Chargers, and I'm calling them San Diego till I die. I'm I was sorry. about to say you have the San Diego Chargers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I'm sorry. I'm. They're going to be called the San Diego Chargers till I die. I'm. That's just not going to change. Well, it's just it's just not. Um. Yeah, I got the Chargers. Uh, I picked the Texans on the road. I, I I'm a big Philip Rivers guy. I've said I said this on a podcast before. That, Him and his ten children, yes. Yeah, that he's always been my backup quarterback in fantasy. I oh, draft yeah. him every year. Another NC State guy. This loss that they had against Detroit last week terrifies me. About it was them. not great. Um, the two Texans touch, two touchdowns called back on the same drive and fumbled at the one yard line. Yeah, the Texans very well could be two and zero. So, and and I said this, I don't know in our lifetime if I've ever witnessed a more clutch college quarterback than Deshaun Watson, so I raved about him when he got drafted by Houston. I've been a big Deshaun Watson fan since he entered the league. I mean, I'll I'm stick not with Bill, him. I'm not a Bill O'Brien guy, but I see your point. Yeah, I, I'll stick with him. I'll take the Texans in an upset on the road. All right. Uh, Seahawks, New Orleans. Hawks. Yeah, I mean, no, I, no breeze, no pick. That's my motto for until he comes back. Yeah, they fucked me on the over last week. God damn you, Aaron Donald. God damn you. Uh, yeah, I'm on the Seahawks as well. Niners, Steelers. I I have to go San Francisco. I would agree. I I wouldn't be stunned if Pittsburgh won. No, I wouldn't. I need to I need to see something first. I I, I hope Mason Rudolph succeeds. I really do. And I plus I have Vance McDonald in fantasy, so it wouldn't hurt to get the ball to eighty nine, Mason. Do he's it. Gonna, he's gonna throw it there. Uh Sunday night we have Rams Browns. It's actually probably not gonna be too bad. Uh but I got Rams, Rams on the road. Yeah, I got the Rams. Cleveland has yet to prove me that they have uh can win big games. So and we we talked we talked about Cleveland's this. Cleveland's yet to prove to me that they can win more than Yeah. Uh, Four games in a year. I know. I don't care that they went seven and eight last year. I don't give a shit. We talked about this like months ago, about how you were so upset that people were taking like the Browns as like their sleeper Super Bowl pick. A sleeper I, Super Bowl pick? Are you right. fucking kidding me? They were front and goddamn center. <laughs> you and I were both in agreement. Hey, we'll believe it when we see it. And then they lost. What was the final score in the Tennessee game? Forty-three to thirteen. Yeah, fuck that. You, you, you still let the suck. Titans. You let the Titans score forty three points. Yeah, you guys. Marcus Mariota sucks. You're not good. You're not good at football. The Rams are gonna. They'll be on the road. They're gonna come in. They're gonna do their thing. Yeah. No. See ya. Uh, Monday night we have another just great game. Bears, Redskins. Uh, the Bears. Uh, yeah, I like the Bears. I mean, I don't. God, Monday night football just gets fucked every goddamn year. Yeah. Every goddamn year. I mean, the first week it was great. That yeah, Saints-Texans game. game was incredible. But then it's just... Nope. Uh, there are a few good college games this weekend. 
Yeah. Specifically Notre Dame, Georgia. I think Georgia's going to eat the shit out of Notre Dame. I think the line is like 13 and a half or 14 right now. Oh, yeah. I think it's Georgia's two touchdowns. covering. It's two George, touchdowns. Georgia's covering. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I don't. I think Notre Dame's very overrated. Join a fucking conference, assholes. I'm going to keep saying that till they do. <laughs> uh, what, I, I, what do you want me to do? It's like, oh, you want to get in the playoff? Yeah, and last 2012 National Championship game, you got fucking shat on. Absolutely shat on. You want to go back in the playoff against Clemson? All right, yeah, put up three points. You put up a field goal. Good fucking luck. I... I don't believe uh, the hype around Notre Dame. Can, can, you know, I okay, so I <laughs> I want to I want to bring this up real fast because um, uh, I I had uh, Alabama and Georgia both making it to the playoff in our preseason preview thing episode. Yeah, you know what's still alive though. I know it's very early in the season. We're only entering week four. But what's still hanging around is Tim Tebow's preseason prediction, which was Bama, Georgia, Penn State, and TCU. <laughs> TCU ain't making it. Penn State's got a shot. But, but TCU the funny ain't thing is, it. TCU just got into the rankings. They, they've already had a bye week for some reason. They're only 2 0, not 3 0. But they're, they're 25. And it. it okay, so. Upset of the week, I'm calling it SMU over TCU. Okay. If Bama, Georgia, Penn State, and TCU all make it to the playoff, atheism will cease to exist. That will no longer be a thing because there will be no greater proof of God than that. That is correct. Also. Yeah. The fact that Tim Tebow got those four teams <laughs> right. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm very mad at Tim Tebow. You're, for what? You know damn well what. You not see him on first take the other day? I didn't actually. I, I only watch Fox Sports nowadays. I don't really watch ESPN. Okay, so he went on first take with uh, Stephen A. Kellerman, obviously, and said uh, that what he said about the NCAA about players not getting paid. Oh right. Yeah, okay, that. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Tebow, I'm sorry. You're a good man, but God, you are dumb. God, you are fucking dumb. You came from money. Not everybody does. Some kids need it. And some. And guess what? 90% of the people that play in college are not going pro. Right. The only time Probably they're going to get... Yeah, the only time they're going to get exposure and have a chance to make money off of just their name in athletics is in college. Why can't they get a little money? You want to brag that your jersey was number three in the world? Okay, fine. Then take your fucking money and donate it to charity if you want to. But you still deserve to get it if your jersey's being sold. Like, I don't care. Just shut up with this fucking, like, the college guys should get absolutely fucking nothing. Should they get millions of dollars? No. Do they deserve something? Yes. It's their name. Let them fucking use it. If their celebrity is higher than, and it's bringing in the school more money, why shouldn't they get that? I don't understand it. And it's pissed me off my entire life. Yeah. I I, I said this, like, it, one of the first few episodes we ever recorded was, like, like, every, uh, you can't get 
an officially licensed NCAA college football jersey with the name on the back, obviously. It's impossible. And I said, because, if the, because if they did, they'd have to pay them. Right. So I said, if the NCAA was smart, I think that, like, Oklahoma Mayfield jerseys, Oklahoma Kyler Murray jerseys, Alabama Tua jerseys, the list goes on and on, would go flying off the shelves if yeah. you put the name on the back. So give the NCAA, as greedy as you are, all you got to give them a small portion of, of what it's worth. You give the players can, 10%. Make it like 80-20 or 90-10, exactly. Like The players are not asking yeah. for much. They're really not. You no. think that they're asking for much. They're not. They're asking, Jesus Christ, maybe I 20000 a year? Mm-hmm. Like, even if that, it's like, I know they're provided with most of their meals at D1 schools. They're provided with pretty much everything. That extra 20 grand could be like, oh, maybe I help my mom pay her rent this month. Maybe the water bill. Maybe the electric bill. Maybe yeah. she needs it. And I'm using my God-given athletic ability exactly. to help her do that. Yeah. And while I'm in college, oh, okay, I go get a degree that can, in turn, help my family get out of the situation if it is indeed a bad situation and while i'm in college doing it i obviously can't make money because i'm a student athlete and student athletes are not allowed to work while in college because technically they're amateurs so they can't make money at all did you see uh richard sherman's tweet no i did not uh let me see if i can find it um, what was it regarding it was regarding this subject um uh i should have Pulled it up earlier so that what I... What was the gist of it? I'm going to tell you in just a second. The... Filling the airspace, filling the dead space, trying to find this But I tweet. don't... I, I don't understand, like... I, I've said it before. The NCAA pulls in, like, $8 billion a year. They pull in $800 million from the tournament alone. That three-week stretch, they pull in $800 million. Those kids don't deserve anything. Okay, okay, so here we go. Uh, Andrew Brandt, um, executive director. What the fuck? I don't, I don't know. He's on ESPN, I guess, or whatever. What's the tweet? He tweets: Most colleges have twenty to twenty-five sports with five hundred to seven hundred fifty student athletes. Maybe one of those sports makes money. Maybe not. Maybe one or two players per college have earning capacity. Maybe not. Just some perspective. Then somebody, some nobody, some fan response. Exactly. It would only benefit two to three athletes on each campus. Some, uh, and then Andrew Brandt replies, maybe two to three athletes on only ten campuses. And then Richard Sherman responds, sure is better than zero. Which, mathematically, he's kind of right. Maybe okay. something is better than nothing. And again, I, I say... Did, I just did the math. Okay. $8 billion a year divided by 500 athletes times 120 D1 schools. That is... Well, in football, there's 130. Well, I just... I'll, one well, actually, I, I lied. I, I lied. 
Whatever. He's 130 FBS and then you FCS also Division One. I'm not sure what that. Whatever. Number I'm to. going. I'm going off of the last number I remember, which is 120. Okay. okay. So eight billion divided by 500 times 120 is one billion nine hundred twenty million. That's it. So almost two billion dollars. You have six billion extra dollars. Yeah. That's not a secret that the NCAA has like money to spend. Right? They're a, I don't know. The most snivelous, greedy organization on the planet. And you are an organization. Don't give me this not for profit bullshit. Mm-hmm. Don't even give me that crap. So yeah, Michigan's gonna beat Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I agree. Michigan is going to beat Wisconsin. I'm sorry. I do like we, Michigan on the road. We actually. went off on a tangent, but I needed to get that out. Um, other notable games. I think, I think USC is going to cover against Utah. Yeah, the we line talked, just the line we, just moved. It's plus four. We talked about it a little bit before. Um. Uh. Uh. We started recording this episode. Um. Utah is scary good. Uh huh. When we um we did our preview. I picked Washington to win the, the Pac-12. That, uh, f- fuck me, Washington lost to Cal. Yeah. But I remember saying um, uh, that the Pac-12 North, or the Pac-12 South was going to go to Utah by default because the USC and UCLA and, you know, Arizona State actually got the big win against Michigan State. But I remember, like, just kind of, like, shooing off Utah, not realizing how good they were. I mean, that offensive and defensive lines there are remarkable. They control any line of scrimmage against any opponent. They, we're going to blink, and they're going to be in the top five here pretty soon. So I like I like Utah to uh, to win and cover on the road. All right. That's uh, just me. Right. And uh, uh, Auburn A&M? Auburn. I have A&M, actually. A&M's favored by four. However... Actually, you know what? I'm changing. No. I got A&M as well. 66% of the uh, the ESPN college pick on people have picked Auburn. That's uh, not, that's I not am not sold on, Bo, on uh, Bo Nix. Yeah, that's not. 66% is not enough to sway me. I'm going A&M. It is not enough. Do you have all of our picks for the 10 games that ESPN does? Yeah. What are they? Did we cover half of them, I think? I think we, we covered like three of the ten. What, what are we what are the uh, other ones? Okay, so we said Michigan, uh Tennessee, Florida, one, two, three, Florida. Florida, yeah. Uh Michigan State at Northwestern. Northwestern. I have Northwestern also in an upset. Um It's not really a fucking upset, they were like dog shit last week. Eighty one point six five percent have Michigan State. Northwestern. Uh, Washington at BYU. Interesting game, actually. I'm really, really excited to watch this one. Yes, it is. I like BYU. I have BYU as well. 77% have Washington. Apparently, those people did not watch the USC game last week where BYU beat them. BYU at home again this week. Yeah, I like BYU. BYU's only loss is against Utah. Is it at Utah, I think. Yes. If I remember. They're a good good team, too. They're not even ranked. 
BYU's always sneaky good. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, Stanford. Oregon. Yeah. Stanford. Stanford's not good. Oklahoma State at Texas. Maybe an intriguing matchup. I'm not sure. Texas. I have as Texas much, as, as much well. As, I, as much as I hate to do it, Texas. Uh, we talked about Notre Dame, Georgia, right? If Ryan's boy Cornelius was still there, I'd be Oklahoma, I'd be fucking uh, Oklahoma State all the way. I'd be mm. mullet riding. That wouldn't change my opinion, but whatever. Uh, we talked about Notre Dame, Georgia, right? Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Uh, Colorado at your boys, Arizona State. ASU. ASU as well. And then here's an interesting one. Utah State at San Diego State. San Diego State 3-0. Um, 85% took San Diego State. Last I saw, Utah State was actually favored. I will need uh, to look. I don't even... What conference is that? Uh, uh, they're both West? Mountain West. Yeah. Let's see here. The line for that game is Utah State minus four. Yeah. It's, and it's at San Diego State. Yes. San Di- they just beat, um, who did they beat? Somebody good. I have no idea. I can't remember. Shit. Not really, not really paying attention to San Diego State. Not doing my job. Oh, that's, they won at UCLA. So not, it's not somebody good, but. Yeah, no. Um, but UCLA was favored in that game, and San Diego State beat them. So, yeah, San Diego State's another team like BYU. They're notorious for beating these Power Five teams. They can do it. Yep, they beat so, ASU last yeah. year. I got San Diego State winning that game. Yep, I'll, I think I agree with you. Next, was that it? That that that's all. That's oh, all. Oh, that was it. Okay, yeah. I can't count. Um. We did our NFL picks. All right, I'm going against the spread here. The one that's actually the one that's actually important. So I have I will pick my five that I like. I have Arizona was originally a dog, and then the line moved, so I have them minus two. As I said before, Cam can't throw. I like the Arizona offense. It looked good last week against the Ravens. Obviously, the Ravens have a very good defense. And it was very hard to move. If Cliff Kingsbury does not kick two field goals inside the five and actually goes for it and actually has some fucking nuts, maybe they can pull this off. But I think they can. Arizona minus two. I have Baltimore plus five and a half at Kansas City. That game is going to be very close. Baltimore's got a very good defense and Lamar. And the Chiefs obviously have the most explosive offense in the NFL. So... And a decent defense, but nothing nothing to write home about. So I have Baltimore plus five and a half. That game's going to be very close. As I said, 31-28, I believe, is going to be the final. I think the Ravens squeak it out. But if they don't, I think I still have them and they cover the spread. I also have New England minus 22. They covered last week minus 19. So I like them there. Uh, it's the Jets. They're down to their third-string quarterback. No C.J. Mosley for the Jets. That Jets defense is depleted. So I have New England, minus 22. I like it. Go ahead and lock it in. I also have Oakland, plus 9 at Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is notoriously average, as we all know. And I think Oakland keeps it close. Keeps it closer than Vikings fans would like to see it. 
And my last one, I have Indianapolis minus one against the Falcons. Because that game was almost a pick I can see how it does that. So I like Indy minus one. To recap, I have Oakland plus nine, New England minus 22, Indy minus, Indy minus one, Baltimore plus five and a half, and Arizona minus two. So we will see how that plays out. I feel good. I know we didn't do a show last week, but I did go 4-1 and one on my picks uh, in week one. So I'm feeling good. Feeling good about it. Alright, Andrew, I want to switch gears for a minute. I want to talk about, I want to talk about Madden. Alright? You can do whatever you want. I, I need your collaboration because you're a video game guy. Yeah. Yeah, I just ha- I haven't had Madden since 2013. Why? It just wasn't fun anymore. Exactly. EA's been skating on this fucking exclusive license from the NFL for 15 fucking years and screwing the consumer in the process. And it's just so much so that I've I can't. I can't do it anymore, and I realize I'm only one guy, and one guy doesn't make a difference. $60 in the grand scheme of things, when they make $800 million every year off Madden, it doesn't make much of a difference. But they're just not getting my money anymore. I'll go buy an old PS2 and play Madden 05 or ESPN NFL 2K5, which is the greatest football game of all time. I just I can't do it anymore. I've seen it. I actually played Madden 20 the other night here because one of my roommates had it. And it was just disgustingly awful. <laughs> like it, it's, I mean, it's just, you know what Madden 05 and 2K5 make me feel, Andrew? Nostalgia? Sad. Sad? Because we had all of that on the PS2 15 yeah. years ago. You make the greatest football video game of all time in 2004. And you can't, like, build off of that 15 years later with new with newer consoles, with more memory, with more space to put more shit on it. Instead, Madden's just deleted pretty much everything. And they always said, you read the reviews, it's a step in the right direction. Well, 15 years ago, they were fucking there. They had it. They had it, and they fucked it up. And that's why I feel sad. Because if you can create that 15 years ago on Gen 6 consoles, meaning PS2, original Xbox, GameCube, that type, and you can't create it with an Xbox One, a PS4, something's wrong with that. Something's very, very wrong with that. And I don't... And I think it's Ultimate Team. Andrew, you know what I'm talking about, Ultimate Team. It's terrible. Yeah. You spend God knows amount of money every single year. The shit doesn't carry over. Yeah, like real, you're real U.S. dollars. No, oh, yeah, that's my. That, I think that's part of my problem with it. Where it's okay, you can do Ultimate Team and spend money. Okay, I get that to open the packs and everything. Like I get it, that's fine. But when you have to do it every single year, say you get the game late, because Madden comes out in August or early September, and you don't get the game till Christmas, well, Jesus Christ, you only got, you only got eight months to, like, build your shit back up, and then, oh, by the way, you got to do it again. 
Because when the new one comes out, everybody's getting the new one, and they're just starting to rebuild again, and then you and you're running in circles. It's garbage. I'm not saying take it out because I like the create a team aspect and building it up. But when kids are so good and like you're trying to do it the hard way and like trying to just build without spending any money, it's fucking impossible. Yeah. You spend, I remember I fell into that trap in NHL. I spent like $200 on Ultimate Team. And I'm like, what the hell's the point? I just wasted $200 plus the 60 I spent for the game. And oh, by the way, you're going to do it again next year? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Did did you uh did you get Shell 20 yet or no? No. I, I? I got it. Uh it's fun. I I'll, I'll never do Ultimate Team again though. It's just like it it was cool until it started uh becoming like you need to re-sign all of your players. Um, yeah, and they, get the new contracts and I was like that sucks. Like, it's, what happened to the days where you could just, like, unlock players and keep them forever? You gotta, like, 15 keep... Ye- 15 years ago, people got money happy. No. EA got money happy. Yeah. So, I don't... I mean, the game's fun. I don't play Ultimate Team. I just do, like, online versus, and I do, like, that, that uh, the... Like, the threes mode. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's fun. I like yeah. that. It's fun. And then, like, you can, like, do uh, World of Chell, where you, like, create a player, and that's then you get... That's my domain. Yeah, you can get, like, all this, like, apparel from other NHL teams or whatever. You play it on your player. And you don't um, have to buy it. You yeah, you don't have to buy it. it. The old-fashioned way. You unlock it, and it's there. You don't have to, like, keep re-signing the, the, right. the hoodie that you got. You unlock it. You put it on your player. He looks swaggy. And then, you know, look good, play good. My thing is, like, MLB The Show, they have it. They did it correctly. So you can, you can buy, use... Do microtransactions and use actual money to build up your team, or you can do it the hard way, which honestly it's not that hard, because if you play the game in any mode, you're going to get stubs, which is their currency, and you're gonna get cards and everything. It's like all you gotta do is play, whether it's franchise, Road to the Show, Diamond Dynasty, Play Now, whatever the hell, you're getting something out of it. And I, it's just. It's sad and upsetting, and I don't. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Because the fucking sheep of the world just keep going and buying it. And I'm one of them with Chell. I'm not with Madden, but I buy the new Chell every year. So I, I guess I'm sucked into it. But I mean. The NHL game, they actually do make improvements every year. The franchise mode is very deep. World of Chell is very deep. Um, but, I mean, it's just upsetting. Alright. You got you got anything on it, Andrew? Anything to add? Uh, on Chell, no. Not just video games in general. Or sports video games in general. I mean... Not really. I got Shell. Uh, I'll probably get the new FIFA when it comes out. I think it's the 27th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got... I pretty much got MLB The Show last year for the sole reason of Bryce Harper was on the cover. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I don't really play the show anymore. I used to play it when I was in middle school all the time. I did season mode, and I was like one of like a handful of people that when you do season mode, I actually played all 162 games. 
That's just barbaric. It took me close to two years, but I, I did it. That's barbaric, Andrew. Won the World Series, not a big deal. But, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do think the show is is very, very realistic. The show... It's I just too sh- boring. Of the, of the big four, NBA 2K, MLB The Show, Madden, and NHL. Or five, we'll throw FIFA in there. Okay. I think 2K does it best, although I hate basketball. The video game itself... I don't think I've ever played 2K, so I can't help you. Well, like, I've seen, I've seen, like, the list of features and stuff you can do in there. It's, it's, it's the deepest video game I think I've ever seen. I mean, it sucks that it's basketball. Yeah. I think, for me, it sucks that it's basketball because I like football, baseball, and hockey. If it was, if NHL or the NFL or MLB had it like that, good, they'd be unstoppable. But they don't because they're just because everybody's gonna buy it every year. Oh, all right, Andrew. Final thoughts. Uh, I have two, but I'll make them pretty short. Uh, number one, my final thought last time we recorded, I believe, was me uh, giving beef to the USA basketball team at uh, the FIBA World Cup. Yep. Uh, and I said, in a hot take, they weren't gonna win it. Lo and behold, I was right. France beat us in the quarterfinal. So we got... How do you feel about that? We got seventh place in a basketball tournament. That is absolutely ridiculous. Okay? It's not great. There is absolutely no scenario where (laughs) we should be getting seventh place in an international basketball tournament with the amount of uh, talent we have here. Let me pull this up. Um... Uh, I'm trying to find... Okay, final standings. From 8 to 1. Actually, okay, so I'll say, I'll say this. Poland got 8th. We got 7th. Here are the six, the, the six teams that are quote-unquote better than us at basketball. The Czech Republic. Okay. Huh? Serbia, Australia, France, Argentina, Spain. Those are all soccer countries. Why are they? Why are they better than us at basketball? Because uh, I'm not going to use LeBron as an example because he's like thirty something, and he's done his fair share for Team USA. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Where the fuck are you? This is the shit that happens when you don't play. Like, why is it not important to you to? I don't know. I know that FIBA World Cup is not as big a deal as FIFA. Not by a long shot. I got it. But, like, what happened to, like, having pride for your country? What are you doing that's so fucking important that you couldn't play two weeks in China? I mean, come on, man. Thankfully, it was not a total disaster because the United States and Argentina were the only two teams from the Americas, North and South and Central America, that that made it as far as they did. So the USA did punch their ticket to the Olympics. If but can you imagine the the, the flack we're gonna catch if we don't even podium at the Olympics next summer? We better have a thousand times better roster. Or we're not I'm telling you, Spain, Argentina, France, Australia, Serbia, they're gonna be sending out the big boys there. 
to the Olympics next summer. And we have a gigantic target on our back because we're the United States. So they better figure it out by next summer or this is going to be an embarrassment. Uh, my second final thought, John, uh, it's it's a happy note, and you're gonna you're gonna share you're gonna share my joy here. Uh, Travis Konechny, yes, si- six years, thirty three million dollars, with an average annual value of five and a half million dollars. Welcome well back, deserved. Travis. Well I deserved. love you. Uh, so now we have him until when twenty twenty five or whatever. If my math serves me correctly. I believe you're right, yes. Yeah. Uh, God, that, I mean, I, I've been so focused on the NFL and college football. Haven't really thought, we haven't really talked about how hockey is like less than a month away. Oh, yeah. So we got that. Um, so we got Travis Konechny re-signed. I, I, I'm thinking that... Um, Last I heard, Nolan Patrick was not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. So Morgan Frost is probably going to start um, the season for us. And then after Patrick gets healthy, who knows where we go from there. I don't know. But I, the Flyers, I feel like we've been saying this for a while, but they've got a good core. The problem was always the goaltending. And now that if, if Carter Hart, unless he has a gigantic sophomore slump, the Flyers should be a pretty good team, and they should make them some noise in the Eastern Conference. So, I don't know what you feel about that, Johnny. Also, as a a fellow Flyers fan, I would agree with you. We you haven't had a goalie since fucking Hextall, so I don't like until now. I was like, all right, we finally got the goalie, and we have the defense, and we have the forwards. Mm-hmm. And what else can you fucking do? We right, changed yeah. the coach, got the goalie, got the defense, got the forwards. I, what else do you want? We have great ownership. What more do you What more do you need? I don't know. No, but I I like Konechny. Uh, oh, I feel please. I feel like he's the type of guy that I would really like to hang out with. He's our He's our age, and uh, for <laughs> that's you, not depressing. Did you ever see <laughs> right? Exactly. Did you ever see that mic'd up piece? From the the stadium series, yeah, when he he called Malkin a nerd because he had ear uh, ear protectors on. Oh wow, what a pussy! Hey, eat up, Johnson. Eat up, Johnny. Karma's a fucking bitch, eh? Eat up, bud. <laughs> I don't have earpieces in. I love it. Fucking give me six more years of connect me, please. Oh, I fucking love it. Let's go, flowers. Uh, my final thought is NFL primetime is back, and I'll be honest, it's on ESPN+. Plus. It should be on ESPN, but ESPN's decided to go ahead and fuck that up for whatever reason. Either way, it's on ESPN+. Plus. I saw Boomer and Tom Jackson uh, last week, or on Sunday, and I'm not going to lie, I a tear. It was a happy tear, but a goddamn tear went down the right side of my face. I was so happy. And I watched it the entire way through, 45 minutes, no commercials. It was literally incredible. And I can't wait for that. Like, that needs to stay. That needs to stay. It needs to never go away until one of them dies. Hopefully that doesn't happen. They're going to live forever. Yes, yes they are. But it was so, I was so happy to see it. Football Night in America just didn't do it for me. And then they basically, it was 
even though it was just streaming, they went all the way up to the kickoff of the Eagles-Falcons game. And they timed it perfectly. I got over just in, just as they were kicking off. It was great. So that's my final thought. It needs to stay. I felt like I was 10 years old again. It was incredible. All right. We will see you guys on Monday. We're going to recap the weekend. A little, little quick 30-minute episode just to run down what happened. Anything we noticed. And we will see you guys next week.